0: Hey everyone, just wanted to give a little trigger warning for today's episode. It does include some discussions on sexual assault.
1: Hey, you nostalgic house bands.
0: Welcome to 902 and Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW.
1: One of us is a 9021 expert, and the other is a 9021 novice.
0: I'm Kendra Mickles, and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time.
1: Well, I'm Nick Gunning, and I've seen them all.
0: You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at HereWeGoPod, and please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Today we're discussing Season 5, Episode 23, Love Hurts. Sure does. Let's...
0: Crack open the Condor.
1: Condor is committed to professional standards professional ethics.
0: The weak need not apply. This episode originally aired March 1st of 1995. On March 7th, actress Haley Lou Richardson was born, best known for shows like Ravenswood and Jane the Virgin, plus movies like Edge of Seventeen and Five Feet Apart.
1: I've seen some of those things.
0: I've seen zero. Though I hear such good things about Jane the Virgin.
1: Yeah, that was kind of fun. I liked Edge of 17 a lot. That's uh, Haley Steinfeld and Woody Harrelson's mm. in it. It's just a pretty good movie. It's fun.
0: March 6th, Melrose Place spinoff Models Inc. airs its final of 29 episodes. Grant show as Jake Hansen was the only character to appear in all three series. And at time of recording, no physical or digital release.
1: That's true. And I you know, I'm a completist, Kendra. I think you know that.
0: Yeah, making your life difficult.
1: It is, because like I've just never seen it. Like I've seen the episodes that sort of set it up in Melrose Place, but I've never seen any of Models Inc.
0: Well, uh, maybe one day. Maybe yeah. <laughs> On March 1st, the Cardigans released their album Life. Well, technically, their second album, this was the first released in the U.S.
1: Do you know the Cardigans?
0: You know, I feel like I just saw this name come up. I think I was looking for what 90s song I wanted to choose, Mm. and this came out. What's what's their song? Is it a... I don't know. Do they do, love me, love me, say that you love me. That sounds
1: right. Boy, should we fact check it?
0: Yeah, I feel like we need to. (laughs) Okay, while you're fact checking that... Video games. Wait,
1: Love Fool? Is that it? Yes,
0: that's what it is. (laughs) Video games. The top rented games in March of 1995 include Wario Woods for the NES and NBA Jam Tournament Edition across platforms, including the Super NES, Sega Genesis, and Sega CD.
1: Wow. Two Nintendos, two Segas, all fighting for dominance.
0: Were you a big, did you go to Blockbuster and rent video games?
1: Yes. Mostly Sega Genesis games. Like, that that was the sweet spot of me renting games, but I sure did.
0: I don't think I ever rented a video game. That makes sense. From Blockbuster. That makes sense. It does, it does make sense, mm-hmm. yes. I got so many games for my birthday and for Christmas. I don't know how I'm going to play them all. Is it
1: you're going to turn over a new leaf and start playing the games you get?
0: Maybe. Maybe. I already started we'll playing the one. I got the Hercule Poirot oh. game for the Switch. Okay. Um, and I did start playing that. Cool. And it's a lot of fun. Okay. So books on March 1st in comics, the character of Nate Gray debuted in the series X-Man. 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 So Nate Gray, the son of Scott Summers and Jean Gray, and is an alternate version of the character Cable from the Age of Apocalypse timeline.
1: That's right. And if you're not listening to Previously on X-Men right here on the Radio Meanwhile Network, pop over there and listen. You should be. What the heck are you doing with your life? What are you doing? (laughs) Go
0: listen to it. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code.
1: Well, Kendra, you remember Cress Williams as Deshaun Hardell, who just vanished from this storyline. I surely do. Well... After his stint on Beverly Hills 90210, he went on to play a lot of roles, but I'm going to talk about Officer Reggie Moore in the long-running series ER. This is another one of my favorite 90s shows, ER. Uh, He appeared 14 times as the character, but the episodes were set between 1998 and 2008, so he played this character for like a decade, popping up sporadically, on ER, which is a great show. Totally holds up. So I hear, yeah, pretty cool. All
0: right. Here's our synopsis for Love Hurts. CU continues to deal with campus crime, with David's roommate Lenny as the prime suspect. Meanwhile, David and Donna clash over Ray's dismissal from the Peach Pit after dark, while Valerie enlists Steve to find a replacement band. While visiting Charlie at the motel, Dylan catches Andrea and Peter and confronts Andrea about the affair. Finally, Donna heads home only to find the attacker waiting for her at the beach apartment.
1: This is a a tense episode. I, as I
0: was watching this, I was like, you know, I've watched a lot of Criminal Minds. Yeah. And this is like what you would see on Criminal Minds. I thought the same thing too. It's that level.
1: I remember it being a really intense scene, but it's so, it's so dark.
0: It is. It's
1: very dark. It is.
0: All right. Who's living in Beverly Hills, Nick?
1: This episode was written by Ken Stringer and Larry Mullen, directed by Gilbert Shilton. Main cast members. Can you tell me, Kendra, do you know which main cast members didn't appear in this episode?
0: Jim wasn't in
1: Jim, no Jim, yeah.
0: No Jim. And Kelly.
1: Right. Yeah. No Kelly. I know. I I didn't even
0: even think about it until you just I know,
1: (laughs) I know. That was my that was my reaction too. It was like no Kelly. Uh, Yeah, Jamie Walters, James Eckhouse, Jenny Garth not in this episode. I've read and I couldn't find like definitive proof of this, but I believe that Jenny Garth had a dental emergency and had to miss the episode. Oh. So I think it was kind of a last minute thing. And as I was watching it, I was trying to figure out like where would Kelly be? And I sort of think that they gave Cindy the Kelly, like a lot of the Kelly stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, a little bit.
1: Because, I mean, we'll we'll get into it, but there's a couple scenes where I was like, this would make sense if this was Kelly.
0: Yeah, you could easily slot yeah, Kelly. Yeah, you
1: could. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, good for Carol Potter, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lots of recurring players. Ironically, Ann Gillespie as Jackie Taylor, Matthew Lawrence as Mel Silver, uh, Paige and Ryan Kettner as Aaron Silver all come back, though no Kelly. They don't interact mm. with either David or Kelly. They only mm. interact with Cindy, which is weird. <laughs> Yes. Uh, we have Jeffrey King back as Charlie Rollins and David Bowe back as Garrett slan slash Warren. Uh, Greg Daniels back as Dean Whitmore and Natalie Belson as Janice is back. I kind of thought we'd seen the last of her because we don't see Alex anymore. But Janice comes yeah, back. And but th- Janice is back. And I yeah. think there's one more episode with Janice after this. We do have some final appearances here. Miranda Viscoli, uh, the final of two appearances as Amy. Same with Tracy Frame, final appearance of him as Lenny. I was a little surprised on this one, but this is the last time we see James C. Victor as Peter Tucker. Oh, Put a cork okay. in that, Kendra, because it's He's done. He's done. It's done. Other cast members, we have Gilletta Hill as Patricia. She is the one with Janice in the student council meeting. Her only other credit, this is so random, her only other credit is in a music video for the band Night Ranger.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: Night Ranger and 90210, I guess. Night Ranger. Finally, we have Bill Dunleavy as Lieutenant Smith, who had prior to this appeared in an episode of Mad About You. Now, if Which you we were love. I do. If you were just streaming this, you probably didn't see the flaming lips, but Kendra and I saw them.
0: <gasps> we did. The flaming, Nothing gets past us. That's right.
1: The flaming lips do appear in this episode. You a big flaming lips fan, Kendra?
0: Mm, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like the I Actually, like the careful thought <laughs> Before.
0: I, the, uh, the only, I don't, I don't have much experience with the Flaming Lips. Okay. Um, I had a friend whose dog's name was Yoshi. Okay. Which was named after a Flaming Lips okay. album or something. That's song a connection. That's a connection. Uh, so after I learned that, I listened to some songs. It's not, it's not really my jam.
1: Okay. And you guys haven't covered any Flaming Lips on 90s Music Got Me Like, No, we have not. This would have been a perfect opportunity for I a crossover. I know.
0: Crossover, Kendra.
1: You know how I, love I didn't crossovers. know. Come on. All right, and that's it. That's it for the episode.
0: All right. Well, are we ready to get into
1: all of it? Gosh, Kendra, I sure am.
0: <laughs> all right. Here we go. Love hurts. We start at the student union. Donna is talking to Brandon and mm-hmm. Andrea and Steve about she feels betrayed by David.
1: That yeah, David didn't stick I up think, for her. And kind of by
0: Claire. Yeah. Uh, yeah, about the whole Ray situation that they're siding with Valerie and all that stuff. Brandon says that they have not the the person that they were questioning is not the uh, campus rapist.
1: So that's um, that's pretty much telling us that it's not Lenny because not we, Lenny. The previous yes. episode was Lenny being like dragged away in cuffs.
0: Yeah, so that is not great for everybody to hear. They're mm-hmm. all a little bit on edge about that. Andrea's beeper goes off and she says that it is the hospital calling. hmm <laughs> Donna says her job sounds exciting.
1: To which she agrees. <laughs> yeah, she sure does. I have two thoughts on this scene, Kendra. First, college. Look at that. College. We're in college. in
0: college. Also,
1: even though it was only like thirty seconds, Andrea had a scene with a gang. Yes. Andrea and Brandon How were long has in it the been? same shot. I don't I I honestly can't remember. <laughs>
0: been a while it ago.
1: has yeah
0: cut to she didn't go to the hospital Ugh. she went to a but, motel but
1: she is playing doctor hey
0: <laughs> she went to a motel to meet up with peter that's right oh boy yeah After, I, I hate this i hate this. i hate it too it's i hate
1: just, it it's so g- gross i don't know it's like they're they're both married and neither one of them seem to have even a hint of like we shouldn't be doing this it just feels so well, sleazy I mean, and premeditated. It, oh, it's
0: a hundred percent sleazy. Okay. I mean, we're gonna get into more. Yeah. yeah, I hate it too. Yeah. After the intro, we go to the Peach Pit after dark, where Claire and Valerie are auditioning new house bands. I believe this is more music replacement here, but it's it's very
1: it's loud, like heavy and, metal. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm they are they are not impressed. Loud.
1: No, they don't like yeah. it. They don't like. <laughs> it. They are
0: not impressed. They're having they're having trouble they've already heard like four bands yeah and no one's sounding good the next band up is like they're just like covered in mud yeah like their faces yeah and they say they're trying clothes. to keep or
1: Claire says they're trying to keep Woodstock alive speaking yeah. of Claire and clothes <laughs> a lot of bad choices once again in this episode oh she's yeah she's wearing like a weird leopard print shirt with her strange short bangs and then mm-hmm. later on she's got like a sparkly polo shirt on ugh yeah <laughs> no not great no
0: David picks up Lenny from the police station where he has been released. Yeah. He uh, had an alibi or... No, the girl, I believe, didn't think it was him. Right, right. So the girl is alive. I guess... I I mean, I guess I knew that, but like as they're talking about it, I was like, oh, okay, she survived. Yes, yeah. Which is good to note. So on the drive back to campus, Lenny tells David... More about his time in the army. He was stationed at Fort Bragg, just gotten back from Desert Storm, and he had a crazy night. What he describes as, they all got it. They went out, they got drunk. He woke up in a cell, and they, he had been arrested for rape.
1: They were they were cruising for hookers. He said specifically, they oh, were drunk. Is that what he said? They okay. were drunk, and they were cruising for hookers. And he woke up in a jail cell, and that's the extent of his memory.
0: And that's all he remembers. Right. So he now has sexual assault on his it they he wasn't convicted for rape, but he it they like bumped it down to sexual assault. Yeah. And he is a registered sex offender.
1: Which brought up a lot of questions that I don't know the answer to, but I feels like that's the kind of thing that would need to be disclosed on like a dorm floor or something. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I think that's unusual. I well, I when a
0: sex offender moves into a neighborhood, you have to disclose that stuff, don't you? I don't know.
1: I never know how much of that is true and how much of that is just like TV. Made I, up. I think yeah. that it's true. But I was a little surprised that that could be such a secret in a dorm-like situation, especially like mm. a co-ed dorm. You know? A co-ed dorm, yeah. It's just, I don't know.
0: So he says, you know, every time someone commits a sex crime, they're, he's the first person that they're going to suspect. Yeah this scene i was like are you trying to get me to feel bad for him about this because yeah. he they don't i wish they would say that he was wrongly yeah. convicted but he wasn't
1: which means he did sexually assault someone so or was at least or was at least party to something yeah and and i felt the same way i felt like you got to make a statement one way or another like, was he just lumped in with the guys he was with but wasn't actually a part of it? And, you know, them mm-hmm. are the breaks. Did he do something in a, in a drunken, horrible night that he's, like, lived the rest of his life regretting and trying to make up for? And so he's trying to look for redemption. We don't know. You know? All we yeah. know is that he's, you know, a, a, what, he's a registered sex offender. And so the fact yeah. that they don't really give us the information... It feels
0: I... like throughout the episode they're trying to get us to be feel sympathetic yeah. for him. Yeah. It's, some of the stuff I'm like, okay, let's let's calm down with how people treat him, but right. also
1: like, yeah. I it can only feel so bad for you. Well, I just think that there's I think it's a little irresponsible because I think it is a real problem when and let's mm-hmm. let's take it into another arena. You know, let's say mm-hmm. this was like a theft Or something, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where now for the rest of his life, like he can't get a job because he has that thing on his record. Mm -hmm. And so he isn't really able to move on. Like that's a genuine problem that you can have a conversation about. Like, how are people supposed to move on and rectify past mistakes in that setting? But that's not what they're doing here. They're just not telling us one way or another so they don't have to make a stand on something that kind of needs a stand to be taken.
0: Yeah, I, yes. So we move on to. (laughs) Student Senate, <laughs> well, they end that, he ends the conversation with David by saying, like, David's like, well, you know, that happened in the past, You've, you're doing new things with your life, like, it's it's okay, and he's like, well, I hope you're right, and then we cut to the Student Senate, where Janice is using his name and saying, right. we, we have this sexual offender on campus, and... Yeah. This is not okay. It's a very rowdy Senate meeting. Yes. Brandon is there, obviously, as the president. And, and
1: you know, I got to say, I've been like dinging him every week on this. I felt like this was the episode where he finally kind of stepped up, you know, as president, mm. I felt like.
0: You might want to put your phone on silent. Yes, up. I just did. <laughs> yeah well in this yes in this scene he's like the, you guys aren't listening to us and mm-hmm. we just passed a motion about yeah. security and you need to be doing all these things so yes in this episode he's doing what he's supposed to be doing yeah. and advocating for the students and it's a
1: big turnaround from the last episode
0: mm-hmm yes they ask you know what we really want to know is do the police have any suspects or leads and the admin is it Dean Trimble who's is that him or yes. is that is this somebody else? Okay. Um says, you know, they just kind of look at each other. They don't they don't have any leads. Mm-hmm. They have no idea mm-hmm.
1: who it is. Dean Whitmore. Sorry, Dean, this is Dean Whitmore. 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 Yes.
0: Okay, thank you. Next scene is at the motel where Charlie works. The the motel. Yeah, of course. And <laughs> he is typing on a typewriter. He's writing a screenplay. It's a hardboiled detective story that sort of becomes this other like supernatural
1: yes. thing. Yes. Yep.
0: <laughs> and Dylan that's, is going to hang what? around and help with his screenplay.
1: I just want you Kendra to remember this moment because we're coming up on a very stupid episode. So Okay. Just All right. Just put a pin in the weird supernatural aspect to the screenplay.
0: Okay, cool. Charlie says that this place is very conducive to writers because a lot of, you know, it's very... People just, like, come in, get their key, and then they do their own thing. Yeah. There's not a lot of customer service involved. And he says, take, for instance, this couple. They show up every day or every other day. And Dylan looks up and, uh-oh, it's Andrea and Peter mm-hmm. leaving the mm-hmm. hotel room.
1: Freshly showered.
0: I feel like... Dylan is probably the best person to catch her at this and help her deal thing. with it. I thought
1: the exact same thing. Yep.
0: I feel like Brandon would be a little too self-righteous about it. Yep. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I just, I think Dylan,
1: yeah.
0: they have, like, the relationship for this.
1: I do, too. I feel like an argument could be made for Kelly as well. Because back when... yeah. When Andrea was first pregnant, they really kind of bonded there. They, they've had some of these, like, hard conversations in the past, but I'm glad it was Dylan.
0: Yeah. At the Peach Pit After Dark, Nat is bringing Valerie food. It's a lot of food. It is, yeah. It's like two milkshakes. It's mm-hmm. like two of everything. Mm-hmm. And Donna is in the, you know, outer part waiting for her, asked Nat, hey, can you tell Valerie I'm still out here? Yeah.
1: A lot of attitude toward Valerie. Nat calls her the Empress. Steve calls her that later. There's a lot of...
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So while Dawn is waiting, a guy walks in, who we saw earlier in the very, very first scene when she's complaining about David and Claire. She spills her drink. Yes. And this waiter... Or, you know, a guy working at the coffee shop comes over and cleans
1: it up. Mm-hmm. He was actually in the last episode as well. I don't know if you... Was if you, he? Yeah, I don't know if you clocked him, but when they when they were doing scenes, like, on campus and stuff, he was in the background. And at one point, he did, like, come over and take something off the table or something, but it was really ah, subtle. It was really okay. subtle. But he was okay. There. Yeah.
0: Well, when, when he was cleaning up the drink... I was like, hmm, the camera's lingering yeah. a little this on guy. this person. Yep. And then when he walked in, I was like, okay, I think we've, I think mm-hmm. we've got our guy. Mm-hmm. His name is Garrett, yes. and he is looking for Claire because he wants a job. And Donna says, well, Claire's not here, and she's not who you would talk to about a job anyway. You want, you'll want, want to see Valerie. Yeah. So Nat comes back out and tells Donna she can go in, and Donna leaves her backpack behind, and as soon as she's gone, Garrett is like eyeing her backpack. Yeah,
1: yeah, he holds that gaze creepily. for quite a while. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Valerie lets Donna listen to the new outgoing message that she. Oh. I <laughs> that love put that, put that
1: double cassette answering machine. Really took yes. me back. I love those <laughs> mini cassettes. I love So them.
0: in the message, she's promising a mystery act yeah. for the weekend. Old. And trying to get people to come to the Peach Pit. Yep. Donna is very upset with her and says, Ray should have been playing here. You fired him. Blah, blah, blah. And Valerie's like, I don't know what you're talking about. David's the one who said that we needed new people. Yeah. You should talk to David
1: about it. Well, like, why? why? <laughs> it's the one where I'm just like, what's the point? Valerie's like, I was hey, surprised, uh. too. I, yeah, but I mean, like... <laughs> Why? Rowan
0: David under the bus.
1: I guess because she doesn't want to have beef with Donna. I guess. I guess. I don't know. Okay.
0: I think she's just a liar. I think she just lies for whatever situation she's yeah. in. Honestly, I'm I think gl- if I'm glad I think if David came up to her and was like, "Why did you say that?" she would have been like, "I didn't say that." I, you yeah. know, I t- <laughs> I think she just lies. In whatever situation she's in. Listen,
1: it was a sloppy transition from Valerie's a mess to Valerie's just like a sweet, nice lady back Mm. to Valerie's a mess. But I'm glad they did it. I feel like they they sort of test drove this idea of like, well, maybe she's on a redemptive arc. And then they were like, nah, she's just the worst.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) And I'm glad. I'm glad to be back.
0: After their meeting. Well, she asks Donna to stay and eat with her because she has so much food. A lot of it. But... Donna says, well, there's this guy, Garrett, who's waiting to talk with you. So they go out to see him. He's not there. Donna notices her backpack is gone, but it's not gone. It's just been moved from on top of a speaker to down on the floor. Yeah. And she looks through it, doesn't see anything missing, but she's still kind of freaked out Mm -hmm. about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Back on campus, Steve is in a golf cart giving rides to women so that they can feel safe. Yes. Going to their classes. And he runs into Valerie, gives Valerie a ride, and she asks him to help her find a new house band. Yeah. Steve does not really want to do it, but he says he'll think about
1: it. And Steve, when she first there, he's like, what, why are you on campus? And I yeah. was like, So did she quit? Because I don't remember that. But I guess I, maybe, I clocked that too. I guess maybe oh, she did. He
0: said that. Yeah. Same I guess with so. Dylan later.
1: Same with Dylan later. Andre mm-hmm. asked Dylan why he's on campus, and he's like, "I I guess Dylan. Well, dropped that
0: me. makes more sense. I mean, he hasn't been a he hasn't been on campus. Yeah, for a I, guess really right. long I guess you're time, right. Time, but yeah. there was never. I don't think there was ever a moment where Valerie was like, "And I am not a student anymore." Correct. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Steve almost runs over a girl while they're having this conversation. I couldn't
1: tell if that was on purpose or not because the timing of it was crazy. Like
0: like it was an improv, like yeah, he actually did like almost like somebody hit walked somebody. in
1: front of them and yeah, it kind of felt well, like Well, if it. that
0: was improv, then good on them it, for like keeping it. It just the scene looks though. very
1: real. But you're right. I mean, they don't miss a beat, so maybe not, yeah. but
0: <laughs> So, Valer he tells Valerie he'll think about it she she gets out she leaves and then we see a large rowdy group of people is just following Lenny around campus yeah. screaming at him. Yeah. I, this is, you know, that's just not okay. No. No. Especially because he's been cleared by the police, he's not a suspect anymore. Right.
1: But this is why I think we need to have clarity about what his position is and we don't. Right. No. This just makes it a little weird.
0: Yeah, it would be one thing if he was wrongly accused or something, but
1: or or even just repented and trying to like you know make the best of going forward. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, but we don't have that.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he runs into the bathroom and runs into Dylan, who's in the bathroom, and I don't know why they have this little exchange. There's no real point for them meeting in the bathroom. Dylan's just like, "You okay?" Take a chill pill. Yeah. (laughs) Dylan then uh, meets up with Andrea in the student union. Yeah. And very uh, subtly breaks the news to her like, hey, I'd rather meet with you here than at the motel. You're right.
1: Yeah.
0: Or I saw you. Uh, Andrea says, it's not what you think. I'm in love. Mm. Which is the first we've heard her say that. Yeah. So she's moved from this is just, you know, a fun distraction to she's actually in love. Mm -hmm. But Dylan is like, you know, this is sneaking around isn't the best way to build a solid relationship. But I'm I'm here if you want to talk and if you don't want to talk about it, just say and Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'll leave it alone. So I think he handles it well.
1: Yep. I do too.
0: Back at the dorm. David is coming back to his room and passes Amy, who tells him that I forget I forget what she calls him, but that Lenny is moving. Yeah, Lenny's moving out.
1: Lenny the perv or something like that.
0: Yeah, she calls him a perv, something. Yeah. So David goes to talk to Lenny. Lenny is—he's basically like, "It's over. I'm mm-hmm. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. I can't." Yeah, we had a good know. run, but yeah. <laughs> and David wants him to to fight. He says he has rights and he was cleared and he needs to he needs to fight this Lenny says there's other stuff going on that you don't know about Mm -hmm. but he won't tell David what the other stuff is right which is stupid Mm -hmm. knowing knowing how this ends agreed (laughs) and David says give me a day I'm gonna work on this and we're going to keep you on campus.
1: David says- he has,
0: he, has, he has pull on campus. Yeah,
1: he knows all the media people, and he this, says, the student body president is one of my best friends. And I was like,
0: is he? They're best friends. Really? Nick. They hang out all the time. I can't
1: remember the last time they spoke, but <laughs> you know, they're best friends.
0: At the Peach Pit after dark, Steve comes to talk to Valerie and says he has a he has a group yeah. lined up yeah. for that night. He's like, you're not going to believe who it is. But there's someone in her office and she kind of brushes him off. Yeah. Who's, who does she say she's talking to? It's someone's kinda... agent,
1: right? It's like, it's, a, she says there's somebody's agent. Oh, okay. is there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's no, she's like, talk to you later. Bye. And closes the door in his face. And he's like, I hate her. <laughs> I love that. That was so funny. Yeah. That was really funny. At Kelly Donna Claire's, David is, is going to do a profile on Lenny. Yes. About reformed convict, mm-hmm. making something of his life, kind of thing. A profile in wants- what
1: medium? Exactly. <laughs> what position does David have in which he could do this? Okay. The,
0: uh, no- the, news. the, news. the news. I don't know. <laughs> the
1: news. Yep.
0: So he wants Claire's help or Donna's help. Donna then comes out and is very mad at David and yeah. they get into a screaming match. Oh, it's rough. Yeah. And he, he base he's like, you're a pale version of what you used to be. I can't believe I saw anything in you. Yeah. Donna it says that she's self-involved,
1: a self-involved little B word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but before that, he Donna says, you're just jealous because he has a band and you don't. Yeah. <laughs> Which I I thought, I mean, first of all, Ray doesn't have a band, but the fact, she's basically saying he can make it as a musician and you can't, which I thought was good because I think it's weird how much we have not addressed that David's maybe a pop star Mm -hmm. and it's been so long, you know, I kind of liked having that in there, but this was a, Mm -hmm. this was a real claws out kind of fight for both of them. They went for it. They were screaming in each other's faces.
0: Yeah. Okay, so then we get this really quick scene of we don't see who it is, but we see someone packing up a bag with rope and a flashlight and a knife, mm-hmm. getting ready for a nefarious things yes. at the Peach Pit. Cindy and Jackie are talking, and Cindy is—they're talking about like men to set Jackie up with. Right? Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, sounds like some sort of like dating profile.
0: Mm-hmm. Whatever, yeah.
1: whatever you did pre-online.
0: <laughs> and Jackie is like, oh, I've been married four times. Like, I don't know about this. It's a this. good
1: scene. Like, I'm sure it would have been Kelly had she been around. But it is a good scene.
0: It is. It was nice yeah. to have. So, while they're talking, Mel walks in with Aaron. Mm-hmm. and Which is a surprise. Yeah. He wasn't supposed to be there or whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: And the tension between jackie and mel is yeah. palpable
1: normally it's more like the screaming kind but this time they're yeah. like oh i do declare
0: yeah <laughs> so they ask him or cindy asked him to to join them
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then steve is there he's eating at the bar or something and nat's like hey isn't that you on tv and there's just like video of steve driving people around on campus Yep. Then we cut to uh Kelly Donna Claire's uh whoever this guy is is breaking in the house. Punches out the window and unlocks the door. Yep. At the Walsh house. Brandon is talking on the phone with I've already forgotten her name.
1: From oh. Student Senate. Janice. Janice. Yes.
0: And, and says that he is probably not going to be running for president again. Yeah. For which I do not blame him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he has had a rough go of it. A lot of stuff to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where Alex is mentioned. He's like, Well, well, I'm glad that Alex, you and Alex would vote for me, but I don't think that I'm gonna run again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cindy comes home and says that she left Mel and Jackie together. She was feeling like the odd person out. David stops by and asks Brandon to talk to Lenny Mm -hmm. and try and convince him not to leave campus, to which Brandon agrees. Yep. At Jesse and Andrea's, another screaming match is going on. Jesse's upset that Andrea didn't deposit a check. And she says, you know, you haven't done any of the stuff you said you were going to do. You were going to fix the whatever and do the whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. She forgot that they're supposed to be going to his parents or his grandparents for dinner. And so that makes him angry. So he tells her to take the night off. And she says, fine. Why don't you bond (laughs) with your daughter for a (laughs) change?
1: Yeah. That was rough.
0: (laughs) Storms out. Yep. At the dorm, Brandon runs into Lenny or he finds Lenny. (laughs) And, He has this like funny joke about like no, I'm going door to door selling smokes or something. <laughs> uh and he walks with Len- if I was Lenny, I probably wouldn't be going out at night. Probably not. I don't know. Probably not. If I was a suspect, it's I would a, just be yeah, like it's a rough- I'm in my room mm-hmm. for the night. Yes, I agree. Witnesses can say that I was I in my room. I agree with that. But he and Brandon go he wants to go get some cigarettes or something. Mm-hmm. Um so they're walking together. He says that the girl who was raped, you know, he knew her and she knew that it wasn't him who did it. And so that's how he got off. But he says that the cop who questioned him was a lightweight, who was not asking the right questions. Mm. And Brandon is like, well, what do you know? Like, tell me what you know. And... He does, right, but right. we don't, we don't see what it is right. yet that he tells. At Kelly, Donna Claire's. Donna comes home through a door we've never seen before. Yeah, It is I've different. I've never seen this door before. Yep. I was like, what door did she just come in? How did she not see the broken glass? But uh, she comes in this like front door. Yeah. The The lights are off and she's got groceries she goes to the kitchen puts them down and then uh garrett attacks her mm-hmm. um it's guys it is it, i'm telling you it's like criminal minds level yeah, it was. how creepy and dark yeah this all this stuff if is all the
1: stuff he says about really like torturing her
0: yeah is mm-hmm.
1: yeah I, I was surprised
0: it says his name is actually warren Mm-hmm says, you're even sexier than Claire. So we learn that Claire was his mark from the beginning. But then he ran into Donna. Mm -hmm. So he he takes her into the next room. Then we go to the Peach Pit after dark. Brandon brings the cops to Claire and says, we think that this uh, rapist might be stalking you. So
1: Claire goes to talk to the cops. And this is where the missing scene is, right?
0: Yes. 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 Okay, so the missing scene, which you can watch on YouTube, is the surprise... Uh, Valerie gets this surprise... Well, actually, it was Steve. Steve booked the band, Mm -hmm. so I guess even though she brushed him off, they still went with his band. That's not really... But anyway, and it's the Flaming Lips! Right. So the Flaming Lips come out, and they sing a good... One of
1: their songs, ...good length
0: of song. Yeah,
1: we get a lot of it.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And then... Then all this stuff happens. But there's, well, actually, there's kind of a crucial actually, moment in there. Mm-hmm, yeah, so David comes up to... Is it Claire? Yeah, I think And so. Steve? Mm-hmm. Claire and Steve? And says, you know, where's Donna? And Claire says, I think she went back to the house. You know, you were really mean to her. Mm-hmm. And David's like, yeah, you're right. I should probably go apologize. Yeah. Kind of a crucial... But that little, is
1: important. It's an important little bit, yep.
0: So after Claire goes with the cops valerie is like what's going on and brandon says yeah there's this guy that they think it is his name is he's going by garrett Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. and valerie's like i recognize that name i think he's one of donna's friends right because she had almost met him earlier yeah
1: because donna says the name to valerie there's a guy named garrett yep
0: yes so back at kelly donna claire's garrett is he's shaving his face and he's got donna Tied up on the bed. Yeah, she's talking about like, please don't hurt me. I'm a virgin. Yeah, um, which, yeah, and I so then,
1: I don't understand sorry, why. I just don't understand why they felt they needed to go as hard as they did here.
0: It, it, it I think it's I like, so
1: dark. It is dark, and i I remembered I remembered this scene specifically, and it was even darker than I remembered. And it's just weird for like. And
0: I feel like we've seen a lot of dark stuff, but like even. I mean, even the scene with Kelly at the Halloween party yeah.
1: earlier. Nowhere near uh-uh.
0: on this level. No, no. Um, yeah. So then they hear David in the hallway and he's he's calling for Donna, asking if she's there. He's like, I, I know you're here. I saw your car. So Garrett is like, you need to get rid of him. So she's telling David, I'm fine. I have a headache. That's why all the lights are mm-hmm. out. You need to go. And finally, the last thing she said to him, she calls him Dave. Yeah.
1: She, she She's uses, like, I'm fine, Dave. She uses it twice. Calls him Dave. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which she never calls him that. Of course. And we can, you can see David be like, uh, okay. And he, he, like he's catching on that something's wrong. So he pretends to leave. And then Donna starts screaming again. And he bursts in, David bursts in with the baseball bat. Yeah. And hits him.
1: And then Donna, I don't know does she grab a lamp? No, it's some little like, you know, kitschy thing that David got like won her at a fair. It's like a little statue kind of thing.
0: I don't know how he had a face. I don't either. When she was done. It's I mean too much. she it's a lot. was Yeah. She beat the crap out of his yeah. head. And he's like I mean thing. he's
1: bloody. He's he's yeah. definitely yeah.
0: But I feel like in real life, his skull would oh, probably sure. be
1: no extremely
0: crushed. No I question. mean, he would be dead for sure. I,
1: I honestly feel like even from a production standpoint, it was too much because you're right. I mean, he would just be. I mean,
0: it was satisfying to watch because of how yeah. intense and dark the. But he would have been, been murdered
1: like ten times over. Oh yeah. The thing mm-hmm. that I kind of liked that we didn't mention was when David comes in earlier the bat is there. The baseball bat is there. And he yeah. kind of picks mm-hmm. it up and he's like, what is this all about? And Claire has some reason why there's a bat there. And it made me think, have you ever heard that expression, Chekhov's gun? Like, mm-hmm. if if in a play a gun is introduced, it has to be fired by the end of the play. <laughs> like, that's just sort of like a, you know, this theatrical rule. Okay. And that's yeah. what I thought of. It was like, David lifts the bat. And I was like, okay, well, someone's getting hit with that bat because it's been introduced. <laughs> Otherwise, there's no and point. he does. I,
0: I, I mean, he hits him. He does. He does. He hits some hard yeah. and it was very it was very satisfying mm-hmm. all the all the hitting yeah. for sure. And great acting from Tori Spelling. It was. You're right. I mean, like her tears and her screams were very real. They
1: really were. Yeah. And you're not yeah. gonna hear me compliment Tori Spelling's acting very often, so. Uh, yeah. But this I agree with you.
0: Yeah. Okay. Back at the Hotel, Dylan and Charlie are hanging out, yep. talking about karma and past lives and, you know, the, the usual. Sure. They see Peter arrive. And, you know, Dylan clocks that it's Peter. hmm Peter enters the hotel room and they're, Andrea's there, they're all kissy. And then she says, well, we need to talk. Mm-hmm. You know we're not happy we can't continue this way why why should we keep being you know i love you why should we keep being yeah. unhappy apart when we could be happy together yeah
1: it's and kind i was of like good... oh no yeah. oh no andrea yeah yeah she went too far yep
0: yeah mm-hmm. and peter is very quickly like no mm-hmm. i'm happy like i like our arrangements. yeah i couldn't leave
1: Adrian. Adrian, if yeah. I
0: wanted to, because she paid for me to go through school, yeah. you know.
1: But, he, but I, I, he says, I couldn't leave her if I want to, but also, I don't want to.
0: Yeah, I so. don't want to.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. And Andrea, you know, very upset sure. by this. She, sure. she thought they were on the same page. They clearly were not. So Peter leaves, and then... Dylan Dylan sees him leave, sees Andrea come out and goes to, to talk to her. And she's crying and saying, how could I be so stupid? I don't even know who I am. Like, how did I think this was
1: real when it wasn't real? And I'm... This really frustrates me. This really frustrates me. I, I wish... Again, I wish this was the reverse. Because we've been down this road with Andrea so many times where she's like humiliated and rejected by a man. Like, just for once, I'd like, Andrea, like, what if... What if you have the same scene where Peter comes to her mm-hmm. and he's like, well, I'm leaving Adrian. You and I are going to be together. And she's like, "Ooh." yeah. I just think yeah. that would have been a lot better, but instead, no, once again, you know, the man doesn't want her and she's got to go cry. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they do this character dirty. I think it's just one other instance where they do it.
0: I agree. Last scene. Is at Kelly? Donna Claire's? The police are there now going through the house and they don't, they don't say that he's alive.
1: No, they don't. Garrett. They don't. But,
0: uh, yeah, we don't know. But we learned that Lenny told Brandon that he knew Garrett from his time in military prison. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And so he had a,
1: he pretty much knew it
0: was Garrett. That's
1: quite a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a very big coincidence. Yeah. And he said he felt like after the first time he talked to the police, he couldn't go back and tell them yeah. about Garrett because then he would be implicated. Yeah. But now he's kind of withholding information from the right. investigation. Exactly. So. exactly.
1: Yeah. This, yeah. Was, this was the one place where I thought it was a little weird. Like, I, you sort of feel Kelly's absence because, like, why is Brandon there? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, Brandon's there, no Kelly. It's just a little weird. But
0: Yeah. Brandon says that he's going to help Lenny transfer to a new, you know, do what he can to talk to the higher-ups to get him transferred to a nice college. Yeah. Then David and Donna have a little scene where she thanks him for coming back Mm -hmm. and says that he broke, they broke his figurine that he had given her and... He's like, oh, I can't believe you kept that. And she's like, well, it's the last thing you ever gave me, so of course I kept it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they have a nice little hug. Yep. And all is forgiven. Yes. And that's the episode. Woo! (laughs) Whew.
1: I'm sure we have the same 90210 stamp. so...
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the trigger warning is real. Uh, I I mean, the trigger warning was real for the Kelly episode. Um... And for all the other dark stuff yes. that's been on the show, but I just feel like this was on a level that the show is not normally no. on no
1: it's it's unusual yeah yeah it really was so
0: yeah um so I'm glad that that storyline is over
1: same yeah
0: um and I'm glad that the Andrea Peter stuff is over though yeah. I'm sure there's some fallout that we're gonna have to mm-hmm. deal with with that yeah.
1: Uh, so what's the verdict? What do you think about the episode?
0: I mean it's not one I ever want to watch again. Same. It's just too it's it's just a lot. Yeah. I don't It's just a lot. Yeah. I, I mean, feel like you have to watch it just for the, you yeah,
1: know. Yeah, a lot of a lot of continuity. Things, but... A lot of things sort of resolve here, but yeah, I I just I feel like the stuff the the Donna attack is just it just think it goes too far. I think it's unnecessary and just goes a little mm-hmm. too far. So, and I don't really feel like it'd be one thing if it was calling to light something or if there was something to sort of get out of that, it could have had exactly the same impact and not have been that dark, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: And I feel like when shows do that, it's unfair to people who, like you, who don't want to watch Criminal Minds. Right. And are, you know, you're watching 90210 because it's not Criminal Minds. And then they throw this episode at you. It's quite a
1: curveball. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think uh, that you know, what we said about Lenny, like I don't like they're trying to get you to like sympathize with this character who yeah. But not did... they're just
1: they're just not putting the work in.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's there's some missing things there. L- a so. little bit
1: of irresponsibility, I think.
0: Yeah, so I don't know. I guess I have to give it a I don't know, does that mean I have to give it a thumbs down?
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, interesting, interesting one here. All right. Well, um, in lighter news, you can catch me every, every other week on This Sandorian Life. Nothing, yeah, nothing, that's but a light podcast. nothing but light over there. It's a Star mm-hmm. Wars podcast right here on the Radio Meanwhile Network. And don't forget, if you missed out, you can go and find me and Kendra talking about our favorite things of 2021. And uh, my old pal Eric and I just revived Comic Book Coffee Break for one episode that you can also find uh, in the All the book Show feed. So go find that. What about you, Kendra? Fun
0: times. Uh yeah, you can find me. I'm at Miss 91 on Twitter. And I have a website, Miss and a Etsy page, Miss Crafts. And I'm also the host of the podcast, 90s Music Got Me Like. And uh we uh skipped this week, but we're coming back, like I said, with Green Day Basket Case. Oh is, yes, is okay. Song we saw that it. we're covering.
1: Okay. Now. So, All right. And then, of course, Kendra and I will be back next week with Season 5, Episode 24, Unreal World. (laughs) 902 and here we go.